Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Welcome to News from the Torah. This is Leah Roney. Today is the 28th of December, 2022, and the fourth day of the Hebrew month of Tevet. This week we're reading the Torah portion of Vayigash, in which the tribes um, argue with Yosef. As you may remember, the tribes, the 11 brothers, came down to Egypt to get food for their family during a famine, and there they met Yosef, who is now the viceroy and whom they did not recognize. And now Yosef is taking one of them, Benjamin, as a slave for himself after setting him up. So the other tribes, and especially the tribe Judah, are the ones to come out against Yosef to tell him to free Benjamin, and Judah offers Yosef to become a slave in the name of Benjamin so that Benjamin can be released. And obviously this whole setup was created by Yosef to test the connection and the brotherly love between the brothers, the tribes, to see if they may have fixed the kind of hate that they had for him 22 years earlier. And seeing that the brothers are standing up for each other. Um, Yosef was so moved that he revealed himself to the brothers. He told them that he is Yosef, and the whole family was reunited. And as a result, the entire Jewish people go down into the land of Egypt to settle in Egypt. And from here starts the enslavement of the Jewish people in Egypt. So today, on this week's show, I would like to unpack this story and to unpack it in light of the holiday of Hanukkah, a little pun there, um, to see what are the messages that we're taking away with us from this holiday that just ended that should illuminate the coming year for us. Hanukkah is really, really, really the end of the high holidays. It is said in many Hasidic and Kabbalistic books that while we're judged on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and our fate for the year, so to speak, is sealed on Shmini Atzeret at the end of Sukkot, really, 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 we get like another chance by Hanukkah. And the consciousness that we take with us from the holiday of Hanukkah is what will illuminate, another pun, our year going forward. And there's especially one uh, message that comes out of this Torah portion that also comes out of Hanukkah that I would like us to take with us as we go forward into this year. Um, And I found this in a new book I purchased recently, it is called Meshaloach, and it was written by Rabbi Mordechai Yosef of Izbitza, who was a Hasidic rabbi about 150 years ago. And he comments on why it was Yehuda, of all the brothers, who was the one to confront Yosef. Um, now, 
the Torah tells us very clearly that Yehuda promised Yaakov, the father, to bring Binyamin back. And he was the guarantor that Binyamin would come back home uh, safe. So obviously he felt greater responsibility than the other brothers. And he was the one to confront Yosef uh, to make sure that Binyamin was released. But the Ispitzer Rebbe takes it beyond the obvious and shows us the inner meaning of this confrontation. And what he tells us is that there's one character trait of the tribe of Yehuda, and all of us Jews were called Yehudim, because in a sense we're all descendants of Yehuda in this. Um, the one character trait of Yehuda was that he never gave up. He never became discouraged. So what the Izbitzer Rebbe writes is that Yehuda thought about the fact that he became a guarantor for his brother, and he thought that maybe he made a mistake. And he was, you know, discouraged and disempowered by this, that he made this mistake, that he became the guarantor for his brother, and now he's afraid that he's going to lose this world and the next world, which is what he took upon himself vis-a-vis -vis his father. So that was in the last week's Torah portion. And now he strengthens himself, he gathers himself up, and he says, no way, I'm not giving up. I took upon myself a role. It may or may not have been a mistake. It doesn't really matter now. And now I have to do my utmost from the bottom of my heart to convince this foreign ruler to let my brother go. And so he gathers all of his strength, all of his emotions, all of his power of persuasion, and tells Yosef to let go of Benjamin. And obviously something that comes out from the depth of a heart hits the depth of our, the other person's heart. This is a principle we have in Judaism, that when things come out of the heart, they enter the other heart. And obviously Yosef is so swayed by Yudas' persuasion that he reveals himself to the brothers. But the Ibitzer Rabbi knows something very obvious, but something that could be very easily overlooked. When Yudah tries to persuade Yosef, in Yudah's mind, he's standing against a foreign, non-Jewish ruler, somebody who hates them, somebody who is trying to keep his brother, somebody who is really an enemy. While in reality... This whole time, he's arguing with his own brother. And while Yuda has a very serious, real sense of being in danger, himself or his brother, really, in reality, there is no danger. Because the person who is uh, trying to hold on to Benjamin is actually his brother Yosef. And the Ishbitzer Rebbe tells us that this is really our reality. For the past 2,000 years, the Jewish people feel that we're in exile, that we're being ruled by different countries, by different peoples, by different dictators, and um, things look very grim. For many years of Jewish history, things looked very grim. But what he says is that actually, if we look inside, if we take an inside look, if we peek beyond the veneer, of what's going on, we will see that at no point are we being ruled by other nations and other people and other dictators. And at every single moment, 
we're actually being led by God. Just like when Judah thought that he was in danger and that he was under the rule of this foreign ruler, but in reality he was talking to his own brother, in the same way in exile, while we feel that we're being ruled by different forces and trends and people, and in our private life, we feel that very often we are subject to different events and circumstances and troubles. If we look behind the veneer, in reality, we are actually always led by God. Now, just think what would have happened if Yosef would have attacked, I'm sorry, if Judah would have attacked Yosef, right? If he, would have, if he would have killed him, if he would have tried to do something violent, it probably wouldn't have ended well. But what Judah did was he looked inside his own heart to try to reach Yosef. If we look at the world and we feel we're in danger, we feel that we're being ruled by different trends and forces and circumstances, and we try to lash back with anger, then really we're just making the case much worse for ourselves. But if we look on the inside and we understand that we're actually always standing before God, that everything is happening to us, is orchestrated by God for our own good, then we can look inside the depth of our own heart and see how to connect to God in this moment. And it is true of the Jewish people as a whole in this exile that we're in, but it is also true of every single one of us in the exile that we are personally in, and every single person listening to me is experiencing some sort of an exile. And what I mean exile is we're not 100% connected to who we are. We are not 100% living the most authentic, expressed, real life we can be living. We're not 100% happy ecstatic, connected to God in our service of Him. Because this is really who we are. Our inner deepest core is a godly neshama, a godly soul that was sent by God into this world to illuminate the world. But how many of us are walking around the world with this felt, experienced sense that I am a spark of God, a working, transcendental being that can do anything because I'm a spark of God, I'm divine, I'm a spark of divine in the world. How many of us actually experience that? Because this is our most real, authentic reality. But because we don't feel that day to day, what we feel is separate. We feel ego, and very often we'll feel disempowered, we feel weak, we feel we're struggling, things are missing. We give power to different people and circumstances of our life. You know, we give power to the boss because the boss is the one who's going to decide what's going to be with my work. Or we give uh, power to our neighbors because they do things we don't like and then we get angry at them. Or people in our family, you know, sometimes people don't get along with all of their family members. And then they let those family members dictate the emotions, that's the exile. The exile is that you're not 
connected to your most true authentic self and you're not you and instead you, your power is your imagination your consciousness is exiled to other places and other people and other states so when we are in this exile and we give power to all the other people we think that the other people and circumstances of the world actually have power over us we are in that state that Yehuda was. And this is where we have to tap into Yehuda's special strength of never giving up, of never letting anything discourage you. And remember that really, really, really in every single circumstance, inside that circumstance, behind that person, is the word of God and really he loves you you're never in danger if you can just connect to the God inside that story inside that energy inside that circumstance inside that situation and create that connection from the bottom of your heart to God inside that story God is going to reveal himself just like Yosef revealed himself to the brothers every single time. This is what Meshaloach is teaching us. How in every single moment of our life, if we peel away the veneer of the physical world and realize that God is behind this, he loves us, he's just waiting for us to connect to ourselves to really show up. He's really just waiting for us to show up. And then he's going to reveal himself because that's the whole point of this exercise. Just like the whole point of Yehuda setting up Binyamin was for the brothers to connect and express the brotherly love and to see that they've learned a lesson. This is an exact parallel of what happens to us. God sets us up in different situations because he wants us to fix the mistakes of our life, to fix the different uh, natural impulses that we have, and to connect to real self, to really express our deepest possibilities and abilities. And then he shows up and says, hey, amazing, I'm so happy, welcome. And then we can go on to experience this beautiful relationship where we're connected to God. This is the whole story of our life in a nutshell, here in this meeting between Yudah and Yosef. And in the depth of it, this is actually the story of Hanukkah. Hanukkah, in its essence, is about the struggle between two different outlooks on the world. The Greek outlook and the Jewish outlook. The Greek outlook is called in our sources as Chochma Chitzunit, external wisdom. Greece was all about philosophy, science, and sports. Philosophy and science are about looking at the world, looking at the physical existence around yourself, analyzing it, and understanding how it works. It's all about understanding the forces of nature and the sports are about 
taking your physical body and developing it to its fullest. So it's really all about physicality, interacting with the physicality of the world, the external aspects of the world. And this is why the Greek outlook and the Greek wisdom is called chokhmah chitzunit. It's all about the externals. The Jewish outlook is actually 180 degrees opposite. The Jewish outlook is that the physical world is just veneer. It's a curtain. It's a klipa, a shell of a fruit. Really, the real story is what goes on behind the veneer. Inside, on the inside, the layers upon layers upon layers of meaning in everything. And at the end, there is a divine force, the Word of God, that creates the world into existence every single moment. Just like a ray of light, a ray of the sun, reaches the world and warms it up and enables life to take place in the world, so does the Word of God reach and create the world every single moment. The deeper meaning of what we believe is that a divine energy wills a physical world into the world, into existence, every single moment. So in reality, we take something that is a no thing, it's an energy, it's a world and the will of God, and it becomes physical reality through a certain process. Now, this is really very familiar to us from modern physics, where we know today that the world is really just energy, and the matter is really just energy. And our job is to take the physical world, to look at the physical world, and to realize and recognize for what it really is, which is divine energy, to take this physicality and in our consciousness look back and realize that it is all sourced in godliness. And the best metaphor for that is actually a candle. Why is a candle an excellent um, metaphor for this? Because to have a candle, to have light, to have fire, what you need is a physical candle made out of physical wax and a wick. So you take a physical, tangible uh, candle and a wick and you light them and then they too burn and you will, they emit energy. So fire actually happens through the burning, through the extinction of the physical matter. matter. We take physical matter and we turn it into energy. That's a metaphor for our work in this world, to take the physicality and to look beyond it and to turn it, to turn every physical experience, every physical object in our life into a source of relationship with God. So take a piece of fruit, take an apple, you can see it as an apple, as a physical apple, or you can see it as an opportunity to make a blessing, to bless God, to thank God for giving you this apple, and then to experience it, to eat it with pleasure and understand that God loves you. And the sweetness of that apple is really a gift from God to you. So now what takes precedence? The physical apple or this whole spiritual experience that you can turn the apple into. 
So just like a candle, where you take a physical object and you turn it into energy, we can take every single object and experience in our life, every single circumstance, and turn it into a spiritual connection with God. So as you understand, the Jewish outlook is actually not about the externals, the physicality. It's about the inner secret, the inner meaning of everything we see in the world. It's the exact opposite of the Greek experience. And this is why on Hanukkah we take these candles and we have to light them outside. The mitzvah of Hanukkah is not to light the candles inside the home. It's actually to light them outside the home, outside in the physical world, in the externality, to illuminate the world of Greece, of Western culture, with this Jewish experience, to proclaim very loudly that if you deal your whole life with the externals, if you only look on the externals, not at the core, then you're going to spend your entire life in darkness. But if you look at on the inside, if you connect to divine energy in everything, this is an experience of light. And just think about it. Just think about it in your own life. Think about an experience you might be having or had, which is really hard. And, you know, the more you try to deal with the symptoms of it, the harder it became. There was no solution inside. There was no way to fix it. But once you understood something on the inside of the story, you know, in the core of the story, then you could treat it at the root and then things became better. So actually just yesterday, I gave a class on this in my community and a woman asked me about a friend of hers and she said that this woman is being mistreated and verbally abused by her husband. And what should she do? What should the woman do? That husband, he has... He's always criticizing. He always has what to say to her to the children. And obviously, it's a very problematic situation. And the husband cannot be behaving this way. And um, it's no way to live. And he bears full responsibility for his actions. But fighting against his way of speaking is not going to solve the problem. What is going to solve the problem is for this woman to get the help that she deserves to empower herself and build herself up and build up her confidence so that she can create boundaries that will send a very clear message to this husband that he cannot talk to her this way. So once again, you can fight with the leaves, you can fight with his words, you can say he's wrong, you can tell him a hundred times he has no right to speak this way. You're going to stay in the same place of darkness. But if you go to the root, to the source, that the fact that this woman is in a place where this somebody can talk to her this way and, you know, it's something that gets a pass. And obviously she's not... I'm not judging her. She's not uh, responsible for this. But the solution lies with her, with her getting empowered and confident in who she is and her boundaries and her ability to set boundaries. And she needs help with that. Um, that would be the solution. So 
when you go to the core and you when you illuminate the core, that's how you solve a problem and that's how you create light that can dispel any kind of darkness. And we see that in many other places, very often there's a child who's misbehaving, who is disrespectful maybe, who, um, you know, who might be lashing out at his parents, at his siblings. If you just try to discipline him and tell him not to speak this way, not to behave this way, don't hit your brother, you're both in darkness. You're both experiencing disconnection. The parent would be really disappointed with the child and the child feels pushed away and misunderstood. The reason that that child is lashing out is because internally, somewhere inside, very deep inside, he's hurting or she's hurting. There's something happening there inside. Peel away the veneer, look inside, understand what's happening beyond, you know, behind the scenes and if you illuminate that place, that external behavior will go away. So these are two analogies that I'm giving, but I think you get the point. The point is that as long as we take the world at face value, we are going to stay in a lot of pain, darkness, and exile. The way to solve every problem the way to go back to who we are is to peel away the veneer and connect to the message that God is sending us, whispering to us behind that veneer inside. And so I would like to offer each and every one of us to think, where does this idea meet us in our everyday life? What difficulty, what uh, situation, what exile are you struggling with today? And how can you look beyond that to listen to the Word of God inside, to really see what is God trying to tell you through this situation? How can you connect in the bottom of your heart to your true self, to dispel the fear and to really believe in your authentic, godly ability to act and redeem yourself and the whole situation, by never giving up, tapping into this power of you to never give up, never let anything discourage you, and find inside yourself this persuasion that you can do it. You can get out of the situation if you just look deep inside to understand what it is all about. By believing that this situation is actually a setup by God who loves you, because he wants you to discover your inner self. He wants you to come out victorious. He wants to learn something new about yourself, to become a better person, a more true person to yourself. If you can connect to that faith and that outlook and this mindset, it's very, 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 very possible that God is going to then reveal himself in that situation. And I think there's nothing sweeter and f happier and more beautiful than the finding God in our struggles. Seeing how that struggle was really a message from God that now took me to a new place and took me to new heights of consciousness that I could not have accessed without going through this place. So, 
I suggest that every single one of us takes a few minutes after the show to think about that and um, to take this message to our everyday struggles, the very thing that is on your mind right now, the very thing that you're going through right now. So I would like to send you a word of encouragement and a blessing and a hug. I'm sending you a big hug of support, of love for whatever it is that you're going through right now. And I'm sure that every single person listening to this show is going through something. I'm sending you a big word of encouragement and a big hug of support. And I'm sure that if you just look at that circumstance from the side, and maybe sometimes it's actually helpful to get a friend or a supporter or a mentor to take that look from the outside together because sometimes we're so engrossed into the situation it's hard to be able to see beyond it but sometimes an outlook observer somebody who loves you and supports you who will look at it with you together from the outside from the side can actually help you notice that message of God that grain of light that's inside what is God hiding for you inside that situation and by tapping into that, revealing God in the situation and making the pain and the difficulty go away. I hope that this is helpful to you in what you're going through. And I hope that we can take this light of Hanukkah, this mindset of Hanukkah, with us into the world, into the coming year, that it is illuminated, blessed, full of light and love and happiness for all of us and for every single one of you. Thank you so much for joining me today on News from the Torah. And I will see you next week with more Torah uh, tidbits and insights that can illuminate our everyday life. This was Leah Roni, sending you loves and hugs from Israel. Bye-bye. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. Just click the orange button at the top of the IsraelNewsTalkRadio.home page, log in as yourself or an anonymous guest, and join in on the fun. You'll meet other listeners from all over the world who listen to Israel News Talk Radio, and you can make new friends. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. It's the closest you can get to being in the studio with us. We love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips with scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk 24-7.
from Israel. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 